0: Boise Song Talk. I'm James Cobertly Smith. Give me just a second to set this guitar down if you would please. Thank you. Songs. What we're gonna be doing on Boise Song Talk is we're gonna be speaking with a number of the great local songwriters about how they write their songs. Now, they're all great live performers and I encourage you to go out and see their live shows. However, We will not be emphasizing performance here instead we'll be speaking with them about how they write their songs now i'm going to start this thing off with a short version of a song of my own and we're going to go over and meet tonight's special guest It's good to see you again, it's been a long, empty highway. Great to see you again, and it's good to be out of the rain. As we face these days ahead, the sun won't always shine. one all the time all my life hey you've got the world in your lap and your hand on my heart string oh I wasn't ready for that but it's sure good to see you again we've been here before Keep on falling backward through these open doors. I just could not love you anymore. As we face these days ahead, the sun won't always shine. Time all my life. Hey, it's good to see you again. It's great to see you again. Now, let's go over and meet tonight's special guests. There they are Catherine Merrick and Sam Merrick. Yes. Yes, yes, to verify. <laughs> Nail yes, it. Yes, yes. During nice our song, yes, yes. I like that. thank you, sir. Well it's kinda it's kinda it reminds me it of you guys. Us. It does, that's correct. It reminded me yeah. of you. Well, look at here, I got my wire sticking out here. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. Um th- these two fine folks are a member of the band AKA Bell. Correct. Um you. And they have a great album out called Disappearing Night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Catherine, the first time I ever saw you perform uh, was at Pengilly's. Right. It wasn't a formal show. It was some loose situation where you got up on stage without a guitar and you were singing. I know, you wouldn't remember it. <laughs> it w- yeah, it was great. I, I was taken by how great of a singer you were, but also your stage presence. You were just into it. I mean, that was it. I just went, the stage presence, it really, really took me in. Oh, thank you. Sam, first time I saw you was actually with Hill Folk Noir. Right. Playing all kinds of cool stuff. And then of course, I've seen you with AKA Bell. Right. at a number of different shows. And um, the thing about you two to me always is that your, your chemistry on stage is so complimentary. The guitar parts you always play, Um, uh, Support the song. Um, You know I always said that you're both songwriters and uh, he he doesn't own that sometimes but he's a great songwriter. (laughs) And I think the way he plays guitar is informed by his awareness of, of songwriting. So let's start with Catherine, because we've got both of you here. Catherine writes more songs than you, so she's mm-hmm. going to get more attention.
1: That's all right. Plus, she's Catherine. She's Catherine <laughs> That's right. out loud.
0: And uh, why don't we just start, give us a sense, Catherine, of your musical history, how you got going and all.
2: Uh, well, my family's pretty musical. My grandmother on my dad's side was a concert pianist, or classically trained pianist. and. During the time of prohibition, she actually had an all-female jazz band. Really? Used to tour around. So when I was growing up, she was always forever getting my hands and pulling my fingers apart and saying, mm-hmm. "You should be a piano player." And I was never drawn to mm-hmm. play the piano because it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so I
0: yeah. well, yeah.
2: Uh, but you yeah. know, then you start playing guitar and that, that hurts too. Uh-huh. So, I'm, but my family loved listening to music. My parents listened to. Well, wildly different music. My mom liked show tunes, my dad liked jazz and country and I had older brothers and sisters who were listening to rock music so all this stuff filtered in. A real variety. Mm So yeah, I love just about everything.
0: And you picked up at some point and went to LA.
2: I did. Well, I I played in bands in uh, in Boise while I was growing up here, Uh Um, a couple of bands and uh, after doing a, a couple years at BSU I decided that I was going to move to Los Angeles to uh, pursue a career in music and mm-hmm. never really got around to do it. I wrote but I never actually put a band together until I moved to England. So that's where it really all kind of kicked in. When so you're, a late starter. When maybe. you
0: first went to L.A. to pursue it musically were you writing songs before you did that or were you going as a singer or what was the concept? Um,
2: mainly as a, a singer and lyricist. Um, uh-huh. I did play guitar at that time. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm a self taught guitarist and Mm -hmm. I I hadn't really discovered that I could use the guitar as a tool and combine the two things. Mm
0: I mean, I kind of did it, but not very much. Yeah. And uh, Sam, you, well, you also, I'm I'm picking up on the LA thing because you both ended up there. You both went there in your, in your, early 20s to pursue music.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Sam, you got into a very a big record deal situation with Contrast, all kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which was tremendous experience. We won't have time to go into all that tonight. Good. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Enough said. I think we just did go into it. But you two were there together in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And you Same. were good friends then? Yeah,
1: we very were. Very good nice. friends, yeah. yeah.
0: And you had known each other from high school. That's right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: we went to yeah. together.
0: And then you took off from LA. You went to England.
2: I did. Mm-hmm.
0: And you thought he might follow you.
2: Well, I expected that to happen.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, you, so you were in England and you were doing music there, bands and all this mm-hmm. stuff. The two of you kept to get kept in contact. We
2: did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back uh, when people still wrote letters, we. We wrote, I wrote a lot of letters. He occasionally would send a postcard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's but it was, the, mildly words. It was overstated. the words
2: that he put in those postcards that, you know.
0: Well, that's a, just the good stuff. The yeah.
2: loss of not having <laughs> a 16 page opus to read.
0: That's right. I remember you said that before that uh, you wrote most of the letters, but when he wrote one, it was a good one. Yes. See, and this, yeah. this is the reason I bring all that up. Normally, it wouldn't necessarily tie in, but in your band now, you write songs not too often, but when you do, they're really good. You're writing good songs all the time. So I think the letter writing paralleled the way the songwriting yeah, yeah, of the yeah, band
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah. I'd well, say that's it. And so correct. I think
0: we're going to title this episode, AKA Bell, a love story.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, I tell you what, you feel like uh, giving us a tune there, my friend?
2: Um, sure. Um, well, do we want to do a, a full one? Do you want to do Austin Calling? Sure. Okay. Um, Austin Calling was written after I'd come to visit Boise for uh-huh. the first time after, like, 17 years. And we realized that there was a bit of a thing going on, and he was still playing in Hill Folk Noir, and they were going off to South by Southwest. And so Uh this is kind of based around a phone call that um, I received when I was in England, and he was in Austin. Is
0: that right? Look, see?
2: All right. Austin College.
0: Beautiful. I love getting to hear this just acoustically like this. I mean, it sounds great on the record all that stuff, but jeez It's just beautiful with these acoustic guitars and the voices. Jeez. Thank you. All right Excellent. I got a front row seat <laughs> um, Austin calling all right, I'll go straight to that um, one of the things That to me is so neat uh, with with your lyric writing you did it in this song take a line like I Don't want to be alone I want to go home. They're so simple and direct and honest. And a lot of your lyrics are like that.
3: Yeah.
0: And yet and yet you can do some very let's go over to painted faded tainted and we have lyrics very cool and quirky like gifts he gave, stolen nails and old wires. I mean that's a cool group of words. Yeah. I mean that's a that is Oh and also in, in Painted Faded I love my heart's still sore. Because people will say my heart's broken, it's bruised, but I, didn't hear, I haven't heard sore before. No. So how do you come to, let's go to Painted tainted, these unusual things, do, do you usually write your music first or lyrics or what, how does it spark up for you?
2: Most of the time, for speaking for myself, it's words first, um, uh, just because that's kind of the habit that I, I got into before I played guitar, I would write poetry, I tried to uh, match it to other people's music. One of the first bands that I was in, I wrote the lyrics to, and somebody else was a guitar player, so that's probably where that habit comes from. Um, Occasionally music will come first. Sometimes they come together, but it's mostly words first.
0: Interesting. When, when you're getting lyrics, um, is it when you're deciding, I'm going to write now, or you just get inspired?
2: Um, unfortunately, a lot of times I get inspired when I'm at work. <laughs>
4: okay, <laughs> okay. I'm, oh, so best I'm, hours. Like, I'll
2: be doing something, Write that down. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a line, but sometimes yeah. the line's good enough that you can build something around that. And occasionally, if having uh, the the time to have something actually happen altogether, uh, I don't know, it doesn't happen all that often. Mm-hmm. it's Just mm-hmm. because. Sure, sure. Well, I don't know, for for whatever reason, different situations, but yeah. it has happened. And um, one of the songs that's on the record was really weird. It, it happened probably within 24 hours I wrote the lyrics, but I knew in my head how it was going to sound and it really has not changed very much aside from adding instrumentation to that song, um, but the words didn't really change very much and the melody didn't change very much. So
0: with Austin Calling for example you had the lyrics first?
2: Um, actually I no. That, that was different. That started out because I was just sitting in my apartment going I over and over again and Okay. It was probably three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that.
0: that was so that it. one came. Did you start getting lyrics at the same time as the yeah, music? Yeah,
2: probably as I played it, you know, a good twenty minutes or so, and started thinking about. And it was probably right after the phone call. So.
0: <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Oh yes. <laughs> it oh yes. Really quickly. I don't, oh I don't yes. Know. <laughs> yes. 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 Back to this guy. Yes. Uh uh-huh. Yes. Well, that's okay. That's very interesting. Okay. And, and when you're writing these down at work, when you get them, you write them down somewhere, right? And, yes. and hang on to them and yeah. uh, if it's, as you said, it might be one sentence, what do you have a pen? Near, I you try just, to
2: keep a notepad with me, but sometimes gotcha. it's on the okay. back of a receipt or some stuff? Yeah, scrap right. of all right. paper. But you keep track of them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All all right. Right. Oh, I have the house filled with
0: So questions. a song uh, lyrically will usually be built then. It won't usually just bam, come.
2: Because of, like you said,
0: real life. You know, of
2: late, probably they're they're more built. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Actually, a lot of the songs on the record came really quickly when I was in England, and
0: uh, most of them came fairly quickly. Interesting. Well, if you'll excuse a second, we're going to turn our attention over to young Sam over here for a second. I, um, uh, as I've said before in the intro. Every time I see you play I usually come up to you great guitar parts because they play you play right in the gaps of what Katherine's singing you also on your electric guitar you you'll, you will play and then you'll let it sustain yeah it's so very few people do that that's to me your songwriter awareness you let it breathe most of us we gotta be working all the time or nothing's happening. but you it's
1: s- one of those epiphany sort of things, yeah, you know, I, I remember going from always trying to make sound to like oh, uh-huh, it's easier uh-huh. and it sounds better to yeah. just let it ring for a little bit, you know sometimes. I, I, I'm glad you, you you picked that up because I, I do think that's important uh, to not play.
0: <laughs> well, it's but but once you stop strumming, it's still music. there's still music, yeah, it keeps yeah, going, yeah, you know how when did how long did you when did you start writing songs roughly
1: ah uh, boy it was you know right about age 18 or 19 i think uh, uh back in the 80s and okay. uh you know when we moved to los angeles i wanted to pursue music and it had never occurred to me coming from boise idaho in mm-hmm. the basically the 70s uh that you didn't need some anointed certificate to become a songwriter. It just never occurred to me, but I I, I went down there and so I thought maybe I'd get in a nice cover band with a weekly gig or something Mm -hmm. and uh, and everyone was just writing their own songs. And I Mm -hmm. said, wow. People whose records I had purchased and I I assumed back then, uh, because I purchased a record, they were rock stars they're actually, living down the hall. <laughs> 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 With some roommates, and, and that, that sort of brought it all home. That no, there isn't any uh, great process you have to achieve before you can be uh-huh. let loose to write a song. Right. You know, just just go for it.
0: Well, given that from the songs of yours I've heard, I think you're a great songwriter as well as Thank Catherine is. Uh, if you had to give one piece of advice to a songwriter, what might that be?
1: Well, you know, I, I like hooks. I always think it's good to, um, you know, throw the listener a bone, or I'm usually the listener. If I can point that song out, if there's some reason why I'm thinking of it after, if you know, and, and so I, I like melodies and stuff. So I, I think, you know, there's a lot of hook tools, the snappy guitar riff, mm-hmm. or... Uh, you know using dynamics to just drop everything out and, and deliver the line. Uh, uh, catchy phrases, uh, catchy melodies, Re- uh, repetition is a good one, um, uh, you know, but but give the listener something to hang on to. A lot of people, you know, do great without the hooks, but that's just my my personality. I like a good hook.
0: Well, do you m- maybe have a little uh, Sam Merrick song you might uh, throw yeah. at us with one of these? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll play um, we'll play half of the devil loves you, okay. uh, which is a, a song I played in Hill Folk yeah, Noir, um, oh, and now Catherine sings, so so it's it's better now. And this one employs most of those. Things. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the other thing. I, I don't mind using all the hook tools. <laughs> Two, three, four.
4: Oh, really? <laughs> very cool, very cool.
0: That was on the old folk noir album that I first heard. I asked uh, uh, Travis, I said, what is that song? He said, it was Sam's song. I said, well, that's great. The use of humor in uh, uh, in your songs, particularly. I've seen you use humor very effectively. Yeah, which is I a, do that. Uh, and and the, the song you have on the, the album, The uh, Disappearing Night, your song is humorous there.
1: Right and
0: uh, in uh, fact at the least guy I'm
1: stupid it's that's called. right
0: at least I'm stupid <laughs> in fact the guy in that song could have been the guy who uh, got the uh, st- had the stolen nails and old wives, yeah, yeah. <laughs> t- that's the album is so tied together um, with these themes of um, uh, relationships coming back together and all it's it's a very cohesive thing and uh, musically too I would uh, I'd be listening for example to um, uh, Disappearing Night, by the way, that song completely snuck up on me. I was just walking around one time and I just started singing this, uh, you know, Reconnect Me. And I started going, because it it doesn't come at you fast, it just, I was just like, oh, and the words were important, you know. And it stuck with me, I went, it really got past me. Some advice. Do you have some advice for?
2: My advice? would be kind of based on the advice that my dad used to always give to people he was a writer and he taught uh-huh. writing and basically it's you have to keep writing and it doesn't matter what you write a lot of it's going to uh-huh.
3: be
2: not so great sure but you just have to keep writing cuz some of it's going to be great and sure. and also you just got to be honest cuz and true you can't say well I want to write like that person you can only write like yourself and
0: well, how about we get another one of those tunes out of you as we head toward okay. the close? And by okay. the way, we'll be sure, hopefully, that we get the um, website or the uh, connections, Facebook connection mm-hmm. site on the uh, show for uh, uh, on our graphic, if possible. That'd be great. All right.
2: I'm going to do a little swap. Over AKA
0: here. Bell, look at them, move those instruments. Here, you want me to hold that guitar? Oh, hold yeah. that thing. Jamie, you heard I them. got it. All right. Thank you very much for coming.
1: Thanks for having us, James. Let's great, roll, great show, baby. by the way.
2: So this, this song is actually written on guitar, and uh, I learned how to play banjo afterwards. So It's called For a Fool. I may not be the smartest girl you are.